Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. April 27th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. It's Thursday. We're doing radio. It's NFL Draft Day. We're happy that you're here. Nick Roush is in Kansas City. He's eating the barbecue. He made it safely. He's got some of the other KSR guys with him, Adam Luckett, Stephen Peake. I'm sure they had a blast last night. Nick Roush, give us the details. Man, the um, the barbecue here, really, I'm still full. Like, it's just, it turns out when you get, you know, two and three meats at a time, it's it's a little heavier. So, um, very good, though. Had uh, ribs and brisket uh, and also a little bit of sausage. Little little house made sausage, so that was uh, it's all good stuff, very good stuff. But I was I was very uncomfortable afterwards, and I and I was still kind of am. Roush has the hotel room quietness about him, uh, just just not wanting to to be too loud, and I totally understand it. I've been there before. Yeah, well, I'm I'm in the hotel lobby, and it's uh, six a.m. local time. I was up setting up before the breakfast bar was out, which is very rare that you beat the the hotel breakfast up. Um, that's when you know you're up early. What a nice roommate. You didn't want to wake up the the other fellas, so you said, I'll go down to the lobby. Yeah, yeah. It's being a, being a gent because, I mean, after all, it's it's going to be a long night tonight. Um, you know, they want to catch up their sleep. Besides, Stephen Peake is also a, a night owl. He he did the the kind of 11 o'clock news shift for a while. And you, once you get on those hours, TJ, hard to, hard to knock them. So... Uh, I was just glad that they let me go to bed uh, in the middle of the f- fourth quarter of that Kings game. Did I, I did not see a final score? Did they pull it out? The I'm Kings guess lost. No. They did not. The Kings did not did not win. We'll talk a little NBA. Uh, well, good. I'm glad that you're there. Glad that you're all settled in. It is going to be an incredibly long day for you. I'm excited to talk about the NFL draft today. We'll talk some bets and we'll do that fun stuff and Ooh, have a good time. I, I do want to mention one funny thing because. Um, about bets because we're staying um, like if you look at the map, it's like 
um, in progressive order coming from Louisville. It's like Arrowhead Stadium. All that is on the way into downtown, and we're just north of downtown. There's a couple of casinos, and, and it, it, it reminds me very much of Jeffersonville, uh, where we ate last night. It was a very nice uh, area in North Kansas City. Uh, TJ, did you see the Snapchat I sent you of the pickleball courts we stumbled into? Yeah, they're building something like that in old Linneytown, right down the road from me. I don't think it's going to be as cool as that, as what you sent me, uh, but I think it's supposed to be somewhat similar to that. That looked really awesome where you were last night. Roush was at a bar. He'll explain it better than I, but he sent me the Snapchat, and he's inside, and there's these pickleball courts, and there's like a bar and stuff like that, and then he walked outside, and just more pickleball courts and more like seating areas and place for drinks and stuff like that. It looked like a really cool setup. Yeah, it was, uh, as Luckett said, it reminded you of like a, a J-Town Beach or a six-pack volleyball, but for pickleball. Um, and, and they also had food there. Like uh, if you kept walking, there was, you know, a dozen cornhole boards and then uh, and then they had like an actual restaurant as well. So, um, but it was, it reminds me of Jeffersonville in that it's r- real nice area. And then you kind of move a little bit more inland and it's a, a little more like eclectic. Like we passed. Um, oh, <laughs> We passed a Dollar General, a liquor store, and a subway, and a gas station, and a car wash, all combined into one building. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you just never what you're gonna, know what you're going to get over here. A little bit of everything. Um, Throw it all in there. Who cares? Make it a smorgasbord of different options there. But with that being said, we we get over here, and there's you know three or four NBA games. I'm like, all right, well, you know, we're we're going to be out eating and drinking. Let me let me pull up the old. Uh, sports betting app see what i got uh we looked it up there is sports betting in kansas so i was very excited um and i I kept trying to place my bet and said sorry you're in the wrong location i was like wait what wrong location i I recheck it and i'm like what's going on here and i look it up and it says there's sports betting in kansas why won't this go through whatever you know i just didn't pay no mind to go out to dinner and uh, our waitress, who is uh, the owner of a newer establishment, said, uh, welcome to Missouri. And so I was like, uh, oh, well, um, turns out I missed the whole part where we went into Kansas and then we left Kansas and then got into Missouri. But we're, we're apparently in Missouri. Yes, I don't think you can bet in Missouri. But you can, and, and that's one of those dumb states where they have casinos, but you can't sports bet. <laughs> Yes, I mean, just so idiotic, so 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 stupid. I think when I went on a bachelor party to St. Louis several years back, we figured we were we were like, wait, we were just in Illinois placing bets. What the what the hell happened? And Missouri didn't have it then, and I, I think they are the only state that touches Kentucky that currently does not have it. Of course, along with our great Commonwealth, but that will soon be changing. I'm not sure if it will be in Missouri or not. I thought you were going to pull a Donald Trump and not know if Kansas City was in Kansas or Missouri. The truth is, it's actually in Bofa. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's very confusing. Um, but I did. Uh, I, I should have been tipped off when we had a dispensary, like you know, across the street from us, and uh, <laughs> apparently, it's very illegal in Kansas. And they even have like, uh, it's like a, a booming business is trying to stop people trafficking from like Colorado across the country. Uh, but Missouri, totally kosher. So. I'm, I'm just, there's recreational pot in Missouri. Yeah, yeah. What? Or yeah. So I'm very. Um, my geography is just a little, a little out of whack. I need to take a closer look at a map. I've been, you know, as, as tech, Scoots can relate to this technology. We're so spoiled nowadays. I, I just don't even know my own geography. Scoots, how are you? 
It's Scoots, how are you doing? I knew it was legal in Illinois. There, there's uh, People have told me there's a spot right off 64 on your way into St. Louis, but uh, not that I have any idea about that. Scoots, how are you? How was your Wednesday evening? Did you watch the NBA games? Watch a little Survivor? What'd you What'd you get into? What's Scoots up to? I definitely did not watch Survivor. Um, forgot about it again. But I did watch some NBA. I watched the early games last night. They were pretty good. Um, but overall, I'm I don't know. I don't. I can't decide how I am. I'm just we're dealing with somewhat of technical difficulties at the station again, which has been a week long thing now, and it's just it's. It's almost to the point where it's getting to me, you know? Like, I just want to come in here and have everything run like normal just for one day. So what's the issue today? Because it seemed like yesterday was a good day. It seemed like it was, we were back, back in business. Uh, yesterday. yesterday was okay, although right after our show, right in the middle of our first segment of the replay, the computer behind me, which you all are familiar with here in the studio, basically that computer needed replaced like five years ago. So it's at the point now where... We get to like one in the morning and our log just freezes. Basically, our log is what we play all the commercials and and live shows and all that from. So when that's frozen, I got to like bypass that and go through things a different way that I just I really don't enjoy doing it the way I've had to do it for the majority of this week. So fingers crossed. Calvin's in there now, hopefully getting it all corrected and fixed. And it'll be a great day here at the Big X because I'll be here all day till probably about 430 today. So that's that's pretty awesome. So, well, I don't see the issue with having to to be at the Big X till four thirty. So that's just a long day inside this building. Uh, you know, it, you can stretch your. I did nine. I did nine hours here yesterday, and I, nine hours is no problem. I've I've had several jobs where I've worked nine hour shifts, if not longer. But when you're stuck inside of a radio station for that long, it just it that nine hours turns into what feels like thirteen, fourteen hours because there's just nothing to do. TJ, remember when he said that he doesn't count radio as work because I do now, Roush. I do yeah, now. I mean, of course, Roush. You, you give Scoots enough time, he'll backtrack. He'll contradict himself one way, you know, or another. <laughs> hey, Scoots, how about you pick the place up? What about that? You know what? I was actually thinking about that yesterday. It's funny you bring that up, Roush, because I was like, man, I just I used like this was fun, and then now I mean it still is fun, but now I consider it a job instead of just just fun. He's been broken, everybody. He's been broken. broken. You could get new light bulbs. You could replace light bulbs. You could <laughs> light some candles. <laughs> That's true. Make that place smell better. You There's, can take the trash out. There is a lot to do. Problem under control. Get the cat problem under control. A lot of <laughs> stuff you can do around that place. That's true. That's true. I you just, I just need to start finding something. You can stay busy. All right, everybody keep scoots in your thoughts and prayers for today. <laughs> I don't know if that's nine necessary. hours at the, at the studio. I don't know uh, that's necessary. Does, it does smell bad. So he'll have to deal with that throughout the day. Just, just keep them, keep them, keep them there. Serious questions, Scoots. Like, yep. what is the, what's the fix? Like, what's the, what is going to stop this from happening in the future? If a computer needs to be replaced, is, is that the fix? They're going to replace the computer. Sounds good to me. So there's the way I see it. There are two options. I was talking to Calvin about it a little bit yesterday. The uh, option one, replace that that computer. Option, or that's actually probably option two. Option one is get our stuff in gear and get moved over to the Taylorsville Road Studio. That's option one for me. So, apparently with this happening all week like it has, that has expedited the process of us getting over there. I I guess like five, six months ago, they were like really on the process of doing everything to get us ready to move over. And then we just kind of grinded to a halt. 
And then now with these issues this week, that's kind of gotten everybody back in gear. So that's option number one. Hopefully that comes sooner rather than later. Fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. Just a look, uh, peeling back the curtain a little bit at old Big X. And hopefully it sounds good on your end, though. That's all oh, it we, does. Yeah, we it sounds care about. I do, I do hate that uh, the replay of the show has had some issues. I know a lot of people do listen to that, but podcast is always available and it sounds good as always and, and we thank scooch for his work there uh, we want to hear from you on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 it was a, a several texts after we got off the air yesterday just into the evening and overnight and having to do with nba and all sorts of different stuff so keep them pouring in this morning 502-414-1450 and you pour yourself on into a thornton's where you can pour yourself a nice cup of joe or maybe a energy drink to get you sparked and and ready to go or breakfast sandwich. Maybe you need to fuel up on some food. They've also got delicious fruit there as well. Maybe you need to fuel up on gasoline. You came to the right place if you went to Thornton's. They have a ton of gasoline. And you can save money each and every time when you're a Refreshment Rewards member. Uh, three cents, I think, is like the start. And then once you use it a couple times, that bumps up to five or, or ten cents. So you could be saving a dime per gallon, which is pretty, pretty sweet. So we love Thornton's. You will as well. And we also love Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper, and we love it when you text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Not that either one of you two asked. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing exceptional. Uh, golf no. yesterday, beautiful, beautiful weather, played just the same old average, mediocre, not good golf that I always do, but had fun and enjoyed myself out there. Uh, and then got a nice dinner down on the river with the family, just kind of impromptu, kind of came out of nowhere, and that was, that was nice as well. Did wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and could not fall back asleep. Actually went into the office and worked for several hours just to make up what I missed on the golf course yesterday. And uh, now <laughs> It's like Movie got, Monday. We, People we, work harder when they get back to work after Movie Monday to make up for all the lost time. Exactly. It's just like Movie Monday in that mm. sense. Uh, but I... I I just couldn't sleep. And I was like, all right, I may as well do something a little productive. And then, of course, now the baby, always something, Scoots. We we may have to take her into the doctor's appointment. She may have some sort of some some discomfort, some discomfort uh, in, in like kind of the, the diaper region. So not 100% sure what the dealio is there. But I also needed to get work done just in case I got to watch the baby all day. So uh, I this is like back when I do radio at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. I, I feel like I've got my wits about me. I'm not just waking up. I'm not just rolling over. I've been up for several hours. The brain's been moving and thinking. And I think we're going to have a good show today. So uh, I'm up. I'm awake. I'm awake. Been up for a while. Very Good. quiet. The, street, the streets are so quiet at 4 a.m. I think it's yeah. the quietest time of the day, 4 a.m. Well, like unless it's Derby quiet. Week. Unless it's Derby Week, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a good point. Not yet to Derby Week, but we are a week away from Thurby. Obviously, we talk about the, the, the official event of Kentucky Roll Call, the unofficial event, I guess. The great steamboat race, we're inside a week of that. I know everybody's pretty pumped for those boats to get out there on the Ohio River, see what they're made of. But it'll be here before you know. And I think the chow wagon opens up today, Roush. I think it goes today until Oaks. That sounds right. Um, Have we looked at the – we need to check with Chief Meteorologist Scooter Dangus, but – um, are the balloons going to be able to fly Saturday morning? We'll be able to have a balloon glow Friday night. I feel like that thing gets canceled. Um, I don't know. More times than not. 
Friday, there is hey, some what? rain in the forecast. And Saturday. Scoots. The Rutherford Show always jokes that the Balloon Glow is U of L's premier recruiting event of the year. Like, if you can get kids <laughs> to the Balloon Glow, they're probably going to commit on the spot. Uh, it'd be a shame if that gets canceled. Yeah. You're right, Rush. It seems like it, that doesn't happen more than it does happen. And it, now I'm at, like I can't imagine how much fun Duke would have going to that thing. But it's just where do all the hot air balloons come from? And where do they go? Cool. Where did you come from, Cutting Hot Joe? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, do they just come? Like, are, are there just a bunch of hot air balloon enthusiasts in Louisville that have all the rigs and stuff in their basement? And they're like, "Honey, it's Great Balloon Week. I better get this <laughs> dusted off and up to the trailer." Or are they like, "Hey, honey, there's the great. They're they're doing a balloon thing in Louisville. I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking off from Columbus this afternoon. I'll I'll see you in the skies." And you just like leave from your own house down to the uh, like how where where, it, where do they it, store these things? It would be very funny if they just flew to wherever they were for, to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> well, might not make it to Louisville. Might be an indie, you know. <laughs> your, your neighbor's car's broken down, so he gets out the old hot air balloon to go to the convenience store. I don't know what else to do. I mean, we got this thing. We pay for it. We may as well use it. Yeah, I know I like they have those, uh, those big vans that they typically haul them in, um, like a, kind of like a passenger van uh, that they'll, they'll throw them in the back of. But that you're right. It, it's not a very – like yes, you can fold them up, but that's a very large thing to – to tote around so That's huge i mean it's, it is like it, you think that it'd have to be a, like an airport hangar or something like that but i don't think they have to take off at those places i think they I would, really can take off in like just any old field that they safely can get off in, in the air to well uh chief meteorologist scoots you can suck it because uh <laughs> only a 48 percent chance of rain friday night so boom take out your second suck it still a chance I think the wind matters more, though. So we'll have to see what the wind's looking like. And Saturday morning, it's looking nice as well. So you got to check the hourly, not the daily scoots. You, you know, I I quit. I, I quit. I, I'm putting down my chief meteorologist Whoa. hat. They they just get way too much heat. There's there's a reason I didn't go into meteorology. I just I can't handle it. I don't have thick enough skin for it. Forget well, you, Roush. I gave you my best prediction, and you pooped on it. Well, yeah, that's I. I we we've had this conversation. We we <sighs> weathermen are we they're they're there for us to bully and to tell them that they're wrong. Well, yeah, I'm I'm out of that profession. I don't want to be bullied. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do have to get this sense though, TJ, that there's probably uh, X amount of hot air balloon people within you know 500 miles, and then they just spend their like that's just their hobby. That maybe once a month. You know, my, my wife, she might play a volleyball tournament. They're going ballooning, which is just, I don't know how one gets into hot air ballooning, but I, I guess that's just, it's just their thing. We're going to go ballooning. Yeah, it sounds, I can't think of a worse hobby to have. I can't, I can't think of something that's a bigger waste of time, also somewhat dangerous, and just the, the appeal of being in a hot air balloon. Like, what do you do once you get up there? Like, well, I mean, you're here, fine. Here, here we are. are it's Look beautiful. At, Look at the, there's some ground over there, and then just like <laughs> as the hot air comes up and nearly burns your hair off. I'm out on hot air balloons. Out. This is I bet it's just a gateway drug for getting your pilot's license because it's probably <laughs> cheaper than being you know than flying private planes, but you still can you know like ooh I, I can fly you know you, you still kind of get that sensation. But you're right, I, as a taller person, those wicker baskets being in that confined space just terrifying 
So I'm good. I'm good. Well, and what if the I'd rather jump out of a plane than go up in a hot air balloon? What if the gas starts wor- stops working on a hot air balloon? You know, then what? You just fall down. Nothing but hot air. It's Slowly up. but surely fall down. You'd have the sandbags and stuff. That would be fun being up there and being able to like throw one of the sandbags. Throwing throw stuff the out of the hot air cool. balloon would be a good time. <laughs> that like get a bunch of rocks up there with you and be like, hey, let's just go. You know, let's go to like a big lake or something, and let's just throw let's throw that over that. All right, enough hot air balloon talk today, Scoots. I know you were really curious about this player, and I want to give you an update on him. Dewan Clayton from California entered the transfer portal. You may say, "All right, do we need to know about this fella?" No, you absolutely do not. Uh, however, it is going to be his eighth season in college basketball next year, and he is uh, 26. He he started his college run with the Fox Monk team. So when they were freshmen in college, <laughs> this is when he was a freshman in college, Dewan Clayton, and he will be finishing up his career at a different place besides California. I, whoa. Malik Monk's on his third NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up, dude. Jeez, oh, Pete. That is wow. That is a really, really long time to be playing college basketball, and I can only imagine a pretty mediocre level. No offense to California, but they were horrible last year. So total offense to them. I had a blast in college, but I couldn't imagine being there for eight years. Granted, I wasn't an athlete, so that makes it even more unfathomable that somebody would want to stay in college for eight years. Like, what? Yeah, it it would be weird being 26 and just like walking around college campus. I get it. You probably aren't doing a ton of that. You you maybe have online classes. You maybe are just focusing on the basketball aspect of things. But I also don't know like how crazy I'd be about like just having to become great friends with 18 year old, like people that are eight years younger than I am it just would be a little strange as well. There's um, there's a guy at Oregon, Cam McCormick. He has a ninth year of eligibility. Um, he yeah. can return to Eugene in 2023. Uh, he, he also was a freshman in 2016. That is just wild. I mean, it, it, that is wild stuff. I, I will be, I think it's been interesting and I think overall it's been fun, but there is a part of me that like once the COVID year, expires for everybody things are going to get a little back more back to normal you're not going to have some of this crazy stuff like this this guy was been in Oregon so long he was one of those guys that got rabdo when they had the crazy strength coach who Mm. I think might have even been pre Mario Crystal Ball (laughs) he's been there so long he was on the initial trail (laughs) he was Rich Brooks's first signee NBA games last night. Let's uh, before we kind of get into yeah. the UK and draft news. We'll finish I mean, this first segment, kind of recapping. Me, can I just opine for a second? Because I, I didn't realize that the bet I was going to make, Heat money line would have cashed at oh. like plus four fifty. Oh, <laughs> it's brutal. That is brutal. I did not Gosh. think the Heat were going to win. I did think the number was too big, but I don't think the Heat were the Heat were going to win. Yeah, so that was probably the surprise oh, of the man. NBA last night is the Heat in overtime. Jimmy Butler just remains an unreal basketball talent that you you just have to have to check out. But he helps leads the Heat to a major upset over the Bucks. Obviously Milwaukee wasn't at 100% health throughout the series, not that Miami is necessarily, but he the the Heat rally they outscore the Bucks 32 to 16 in the fourth quarter. There's your story right there. Just a complete collapse there. My Milwaukee and Jimmy Butler finishes with 42. Did either one of you two see the final possession of overtime by chance? 
Uh, I have not seen it yet. So I didn't please, see it. Uh, enlighten me while I pull it up. Bucks are down two, 128 to 126. There's 10 seconds left or something like that. The season's on the line. The Bucks, they're a little disoriented. They really can't get into the offensive set that they want. Also, they have timeouts during this whole thing, which makes it even all better. And they're they're kind of a little rattled. All of a sudden, the Bucks, who's going to get it to the Greek freak? What are you going to do here? They pass it out to Grayson Allen, former Duke tripping star. He gets it. He really panics. He doesn't know what to do with the ball. So in that scenario, the best thing to do is to make sure you do not get a shot off before the buzzer. Grayson Allen executes it perfectly. Time expires, ball in his hand, about another three seconds seemingly go by, and then he throws up the most embarrassing layup well after the Heat are already on the court celebrating, having a good time. Maybe not quite <laughs> on the court at that point. But he, I mean, just an idiot Grayson Allen play, and it was a beautiful way to, to end my NBA watching last night. He did a, like a weird Euro step too, which made it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just a... Uh, a really embarrassing play from Grayson Allen. And I think when you look at it, you just got to assume that that guy cost the Bucks this entire season. Well, I would also, you know, uh, Giannis taking the ball off the court and then falling down while trying to pass it. Uh, hard to get the ball back to your best player when he's on the ground. Um, so, yeah, not great. Not great, Bob. But let's, let's keep piling on Grayson Allen. Man, his face looked really dumb after he missed that shot, too. And he realized, oh, I didn't even give myself a chance to hit the game winner. Yeah, it's usually when you want a game-tying shot or a game winner, it's best just to get it off. It, it, you, it's not probably going to count if you don't get it off before the buzzer. True. That's, that's, I've, been, I've been saying that since I was a wee toddler. Uh, you had the Warriors, unfortunately, go to Sacramento. Oh. Oh, you ahead. know who was really hyped after Wait. this with Jimmy Butler? Uh, noted Miami Heat player Kevin Love. I saw that too. I saw him in the clip. I was just like, Kevin, what the hell? <laughs> the big three did not have you in Miami. That was Cleveland. What are you doing there? You showed up 10 years too late. Yeah, uh, he is He is 34 years old, Kevin Love, in case you're wondering. He does play for the Miami Heat. That's all? I thought he was like 43 years old. <laughs> I mean, he played... I know. I guess 2007 wasn't that long ago, but it just because it just feels so much f- f- uh, further back than the Calipari era. You know you're, what I mean? You're letting all the gray hair confuse you, Roush. He just looks like he's 43. Yeah, and he just aged pretty quickly because he went Very. from bruising power forward to three point shooting guy to just guy that can't move. He really can't move. Moving on from that, however, uh, the the Warriors beat the Kings, unfortunately. De'Aaron Fox playing hurt, looked uncomfortable from the highlights that that I saw. He finished with 24 points, though, still the leading scorer on his team, uh, but on 9 of 25 shooting, which isn't the worst in the world, but also isn't good necessarily. Monk chipped in 21, and... uh, they still just came up short, unfortunately, though. So now Golden State leaves that series three to two. It'll go back to San Francisco, and you got to feel like the Warriors are probably going to be in a good spot to close it out. Speaking of closing it out, goodbye, Donovan Mitchell. Adios. He doesn't have the chops. He does not have the chops, just like Lamar Jackson. Donnie mm. is chopless, and the Cavs lose despite being the higher seed to the Knicks in five games. Uh, New York goes on the road, wins 106 to 95 and everybody we're getting that eastern conference semifinal we all predicted the knicks versus the heat i actually think that's going to be awesome 
A lot uh, of U- I, lot of UK guys. Well, a lot of uh, physicality there. Should be a lot, a lot, a lot of dogs, which uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, obviously not one. I would say he's like Dan McDonald and can't win the big one, but he can't even win a he kind can't even of big win the one. little one. Yeah. Little, little I mean, baby one. Same thing with – you're right, just like Lamar Jackson. Has Lamar Jackson – has he won a playoff game? He he has won one playoff game. Oh, one. Oh, oh, a playoff game. Ah, and, and playoff game. One more – hey, one more than all of us combined, though. Just one. But it is one more than all of us combined. <sighs> oh, man. Uh, well, congrats to the Knicks, though. And uh, again, plenty of UK interest with that, with that group. And, and they'll move on and, and they'll, take on, they'll take on the Heat. And the other series, most likely going to be Boston, but they still haven't closed out that series versus the 76ers. Both those are going to be electric and then obviously the west it doesn't really matter who it's going to advance you just know it's going to be good teams west will be a lot of fun as well so uh, only more great basketball in the foreseeable future which which is exciting would be cool if the kings uh, got it together but it does feel like game four was their their chance to mm-hmm. tip the scales and uh i mean davy when, when you have your best guy playing hurt you need the other ones to step up and davion mitchell hit his or davion robin I'm getting whatever the Baylor guy, uh, yeah. He had his first two threes and then missed his next six. It's like, uh, yeah, that's not not ideal for a, a three and D guy. And then Monk, uh, you know, he, he 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 wasn't as on it. He was trying in that third quarter, kind of single handedly. Um, Alex Lynn's big dumb face kept getting in the way. That dude, how old is that guy too? I I think he was in the Enos Canner draft or something like he. No, he was in the Nerlens draft. Maybe he, yeah, he he played. They played. UK beat Alex Lynn in 2012, 2013 season. Uh, the game I think was in Brooklyn. Jared Polson played well in that game. <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah. may be accurate. And, yeah. he, and Alex Lynn has never been good, but he's just big and can move. And Kevon Looney was just he. I think he had twenty rebounds, and ten of them were just on the offensive end with Alex Lynn looking big and dumb in the paint. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, but I did want to mention. Uh, Malik Monk, he kind of went down in the third quarter. And, you know, I'm dozing off. And I thought the way that Brian Anderson was talking about Malik Monk, you would have thought that they needed to cut his leg off. He was just, oh, no. Oh, no. You, Is he okay? You never want to see that. Oh, no. That's he's that's not good. He's holding the back of his leg. Yeah, like he, he shot free throws. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> like, good. Dude, can we – can we, Scoots, uh, just uh, here's your, your broadcasting tip from somebody who doesn't do much play-by-play. Um, let's not act like somebody died every time there's an injury. Let just you, you, can, you can let it breathe a little bit before you, you, you rush to judgment on what could potentially have happened, good or bad. Mm. That's going to change the whole outlook of my broadcasting career because I do that every I'm gl- time. I'm glad I was there for you, Scoots. All you have to do is just st- st- a serious tone. Uh, and uh, Malik Monk's down on the ground. Hopefully everything's all right there. And let's go to in a the break. Broadcast, in the broadcasting biz, he's called hyperbolic Hoosier Scoozer, so that's going to be <laughs> tough for him to do that. Exaggerates everything in this one. I'm only kidding. Scoots is great at play-by-play. I love his play-by-play voice. He does say that when he does trivia, which won't be today because Roush is in Kansas City, I'm oh, thank use God. His- his play-by-play voice to do it. Which uh, is oh yes, for everybody involved. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely into another day of trivia. 
I'm definitely going to do that, but TJ, you shouldn't have ruined the surprise. You should have just let it play out as it may next week, but it's okay. That's what we call a tease. Sometimes it's good to let people that are listening to your show get excited about something. Or let them get excited about something when they get a surprise, and that would have been a nice surprise, but either way. But now now a lot of people are going to be tuned in because they're not going to want to miss it. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't miss that. That's a radio veteran. Speaking of missing, uh, we're going to go to a break here soon, but my one of my one of my favorite teachers listens to the show but he can only listen from 7:30 to 7:38 cuz that's then it's time to like do the <laughs> do the schoolwork you can make a case that like why can't you listen to the podcast you're obviously not that busy or, or start at 7 too or like yeah. listen on your way in to the yeah yeah work. again there's a there's a lot of questions to be had regarding that as well Roush. but supposedly it's the 7:30 to 7:38 and and he gets frustrated when like yesterday that we were talking the barbecue we were talking how Scoots likes barbecue, but doesn't like barbecue. <laughs> and and he, he really just wants us to talk Hunter Dickinson and UK basketball and what's the latest. And oh, yeah, the latest on Hunter Dickinson. It it's such well, good radio fodder. We've got the latest. Wait, Unfortunately what? for him, though, we got to go to a break, and it'll be past 738 <laughs> by the time we come back. So we'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. We'll talk Hunter Dickinson. We'll get into the Thornton's text line <laughs> and the Mr. Hilbert radio hour. I apologize. It comes to an end right here. We'll be back though this is krc on the big x Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Look at that door, dude. See that door right there? One marked pirate. You think a pirate lives in there? I see a door marked private. Is that the, is that the door you're talking about? No, I was talking about... Yep. I didn't say... No, did you, you What did you hear? I heard you say you saw a door marked pirate. Yes, and is there a pirate living in there? No, see, that's not what I said. Well, look, are we going to talk about pirates all day? We're going to find out what lives in there. the one Awesome Polly Sunny clip. Oh, I, was, I was laughing too, Rash. I was just muted, but yeah. The, well done, Scoots. The bit that Charlie can't read is one of the funniest. Mm-hmm. It, it just what a hilarious concept. Well, in the show, it's not a bit. He just, he, you know, he factually cannot read. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean, like that, yeah. like making that a part of his character. Just that, like a grown man can't read. <laughs> it's sad. Like it's sad if it was true, but it's it's hilarious though. Well, it's a great show. I can't tell. Can't remember the last time I probably watched an episode, though. It's been a while. Scooch, were you an always sunny guy back in the day? Uh, yeah, not not like a religious one, but I I caught episodes here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Mostly because I watched Horrible Bosses, and I really got to like uh, Charlie from Always Sunny because he was in Horrible Bosses. So I would just I would tune in from time to time, but never never like a religious watcher. Interesting. So you a lot of people enjoyed horrible bosses because of maybe knowing him from always sunny he was the opposite yeah Mm, gotcha nice well welcome back to kentucky roll call here on big x sports radio text on into the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 tj walker nick roush and justin kalen on your thursday draft day morning we're going to get into a lot of draft coverage as roush is in kansas city while we were sort of having fun 
Uh, we may as well bring up Hunter Dickinson and, and where things currently stand or where things look. And I may just do like a stream of consciousness, just like express how I like mm, what please. I'm thinking about all this. Want to mainline it, freebase it. It just doesn't. Something's up. <laughs> Something's up. And it could be as simplistic as like Hunter Dickinson's going to commit to UK. That's what's up. I think that's honestly where I like sometimes the simplest solution is the right solution or whatever that however that thing goes the Occam Razors thing. I think that's probably what the situation is here, but the whole thing is just fascinating. When you break down the timelines, when you break down kind of how quiet things are being, when you break down Oscar Shibway's stupid t-shirt with the question mark on it, things get a lot of they get clouded. They get a little murky. You don't know exactly what's what. I just refuse to believe that Kentucky is going to go into next season not feeling like they're going to have either Hunter Dickinson or Oscar Shibwe on the in the front court. But the dynamics I, I have a t- I have the toughest time with Roush is just the the timelines of it all. That like Oscar looked like he was coming back. Kyle Tucker, friend of the show, he was saying all the right things. Then the T-shirt comes out. That's but that's when the Hunter Dickinson noise got the loudest. Like, almost at that exact moment that it was, hey, Hunter Dickinson's actually visiting UK. Oh, it actually came out that a few days even before we learned about the visit, Cal had visited him. They'd already met and talked for two hours. And similar to the Uganda Kingsley thing, where it's just like, this is unusual that UK would have a player that they like just taken out from underneath them. Cal, Cal didn't release the tweet with Uganda, And sure enough, Kentucky didn't do all that stuff because to them, they he didn't he wasn't transferring. It was never really official according to UK, at least in the way that they looked at it. And that whole situation was weird, but it ended up working out the way that UK wanted. And I think in this situation, while weird, it's going to work out in the way that UK wants. And I think it's going to work out with the way that UK wants by landing Hunter Dickinson. I think he's going to come to Kentucky and probably commit in the next week or two would be my guess just a guess not inside information the only inside information you're getting from the visit just the same old mumbo jumbo roush it went well he was focused on nil that sort of stuff there was one report that his family was with him on the visit which make of that what you will i can confirm that that's interesting to me. Has yeah. the family been on all the visits? I think that would be my next question. Did the family go to Kansas? Did the family go to to DC and to Maryland? Don't well, they're in DC, so I'd assume they would be. You know, at Georgia, probably easy, easy for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, but don't. It's an official visit. Like, don't all families go on official visits? It might be different for transfers, but I, th- I think it is different for transfers. I. It's not totally uncommon. But it's all I guess because they're grown at this point. Like he's twenty, it's like twenty three Yeah, yeah. You know, do you need mom to check out the dorms with you? He won't even be living <laughs> in a dorm. He'll probably have a nice condo somewhere. But that, that I, I thought that was interesting. But you're right. Maybe that's that that could totally be a nothing burger there. But I just feel like the the seeds have been planted, the traps have been have been set out, and now we just wait and we wait to see what happens. But I have a hard time believing one. UK has, in the transfer portal, the players that they have targeted and identified, they've almost always gotten, with few exceptions, weirdly enough, Matt Harms being one of them, which, that was weird. And then UK ended up getting <laughs> Olivier Saar, which we were all excited about, but ended up not 
not ended, <laughs> not being all that great. I think the bigger issue wasn't going to be the big on that team. I think it was more in the backcourt there. And UK did not know that at the time, unfortunately. But when they circle in on somebody in the transfer portal, they normally get them. They have circled in on Hunter Dickinson. Things are quiet. Things move quickly between Cal's visit up there versus him coming back and returning the visit in Lexington. Now you can make the case that it's the transfer portal at spring. You need to get that stuff settled anyways. And I wouldn't be shocked. And this is, again, just my, my brain operating. I think that Canada opportunity is going to be appealing for UK players considering coming into the program, staying in the program, being at the program. I think there's going to be additional nil opportunities there. I would almost bet your bottom dollar that UK has been pitching that to recruits and potential transfer portal players, especially Hunter Dickinson. Because if you go there and things look good, similar to the way it did in the Bahamas, people are going to get more, they're going to get excited about it. And that's going to be more opportunity. The sooner people can see you play basketball, Wearing a Kentucky jersey, or in this case, maybe a USA jersey. I don't know. Ooh, but not Team USA. Just what? What's it going to say? America. Nice. Love it. Love it. Maybe or, like do it like kind of Southern, like America. They're going to represent America. USA, but not be Team USA. We got to gotcha. make that clear. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not, te- not Team USA, but Just USA. The, the team from the USA. Yes, assistant there we go. to the assistant to the regional man manager. Assistant to the United States of America. U- USA's team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's Team USA, USA's team. <laughs> but the sooner people can see you play basketball and get excited about you in a UK uniform, like playing with these other people, the money's going to pour in. You're going to get more, even more nil. And I think UK's probably got the best nil set up in college basketball, if not first, then second behind Duke, I would guess. But I, I think UK's probably number one. So I think all the signs are pointing to a Hunter Dickinson commitment. That being said, if he ends up going somewhere else, very well could happen. I'm just talking out loud here. I'm just guessing. I'm trying to piece it all together just like anybody else is. If if Hunter Dickinson ends up going somewhere else, though, then I think UK would get right back into the full-court press on, on Oscar Sheboy. Now, there's some off-the-court stuff there, and I'll, I'll, I'll just say it plainly. I, I think that the agent, Oscar's representation, and some folks at UK don't maybe, maybe don't see eye-to-eye. I think, I that think that's that, fair. I, I think that that need, would need to be – ironed out or resolved but i do think if uk does i I don't think uk is going to just say okay well we've got uganda and we got bradshaw and we're ready to roll if that ends up happening could be okay maybe possibly i don't think it's impossible i I think that 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 could be good enough to go to a final four potentially but i don't think they're gonna i think knowing that they've got one of these two pretty close to signed sealed and delivered they're going to see it through and make sure that the front court check mark the wings, assuming you get Antonio Reeves back, check mark. And then backcourt with the freshmen, I don't think you can do a check there, but at least from a talent standpoint, you think you're moving in the right direction. So I think they're going to solidify the roster with a big. I'm just trying to figure it out like anybody else. I appreciate you laying that out. I I admittedly have not had a, a comparable stream of consciousness when thinking about this, but it it is funny to kind of go back and think that right when everything seemed almost as plain as possible that that Oscar was coming back. That's when all the Dickinson news stuff broke. Um, the The timing of that was peculiar. Um, so, so, yeah, I can pick up what you're putting down, TJ. I, I respect that. I respect you connecting the dots and finding out who Pepe Silvia is. That very Brought it back full circle to Always Sunny. Very impressed. That's why you um, get paid. The big bucks rush. 
I don't uh, I don't have much more to add other than when you mentioned official visits, it, it reminded me of how I spent most of my drive here, um, and that was listening to Xavier Wheeler uh, commit to Washington on the Chop Shop, and boy, was that an entertaining time for the you know I don't know was it 30, 45 minutes one of the longer commitment serum. Wasn't really a ceremony, TJ, as much as he just did an interview and then announced it at the very end. So, um, what? Give me, give me the juicy deets. I didn't watch the Chop Shop. Oh man, you miss out on the Chop Shop. So, I, chop I, shop, I normally never miss the Chop Shop. So, for me to miss such a big show, it really is bad luck. It, it really, really is. So, the Chop Shop. For those who aren't plugged in, it was a Houston. I, I I know so much about this because they told us their life story throughout this, but it's a couple of guys who uh, they're, they're older gentlemen that had been uh, in, in the business of uh, ball busting for a while. They used to be on AM, then they got kicked over to FM, and then they got kicked off the air during COVID. So now uh, they they were doing it on YouTube. They're showing YouTube. And the thing that's nice about YouTube is you could interact with them in live time. Now, you can, not everybody can just interact with folks in live time like you can on YouTube. Uh, that was one point they were making. It was just so delightful because it's like it was very clear that these guys are not like they are the exact opposite of what you would think. Um, you would think of YouTube people with the YouTube sports show, right? Like it's just midday, two hours. And I think I'm assuming the chop shop comes from uh, uh, being at the barbershop because they were loud. They were uh, just really hilarious. And uh, I think the one guy's name was Mark Hatter. I mean, just the reactions they had. When Wheeler picked Washington, he was just, wow, wow. Uh, just such a hilarious commentary. Uh, some of the um, – because they, they, they've uh, been doing this show, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, in the Houston area for a while. So, the, you know, they were comparing uh, Wheeler to some of their favorite players. He reminds them of Jalen Brunson, uh, you know. And, like, just so, some of the quotes were just, as a Kentucky fan, you, you, and me, Severe Wheeler's number one fan, I was just laughing through my teeth. Like, you know, that you were going to win it all if you didn't get injured, right? Everything was going well until you got injured. Oh, so that was the – I was going to ask, so, like, what was the take on the season? Well, and that was the – there was a very funny question. One of the questions they got was uh, from the YouTube conversation in live time, which I'm going to have to use that from now on. Like, you're, you're chatting with us in live time. Was uh, <laughs> Text in, live time. Live time, 502-414-1450. Um, they <laughs> – the question was, who was more fun to play with, Anthony Edwards or all of the five stars at Kentucky, which they didn't just single out one person. They just said five stars at Kentucky. And he just went on and on about Anthony Edwards and how great Anthony Edwards was. And then he talked about how great of a role model he was for uh, Chris Livingston. And uh, I forget who else, uh, Ty Ty. He showed him the way. And it was just like, yeah, Wheeler, you, you really showed him how to how to bring your work ethic, your lunch pail every single day uh, to go to work. Um some of it was me being a Wheeler hater, but uh, it, it was legitimately entertaining. Like it, it was um, not Hamadou Diallo decision delay because that was a technical difficulties thing. This reminded me of I don't know if any of you all were 
waiting around for the Jeremiah Anglin uh, commitment whenever he had his priest talk for, I mean, legitimately 45 minutes um, before he committed. But this was this was at least a little bit more fun because they were bantering and they were asking him about his little brother who sounds like his little brother is going to be better than Xavier, but Wheeler won't admit it. Um, but it was, it was very uh, – they also – he's like, yeah, we can't can't say thanks to all your brothers and sisters because you know mom and dad they they made a lot of them like <laughs> wildly entertaining stuff to get us through the middle of nowhere missouri well we wish him the best at washington he'll team up with keon brooks it'll be fun to watch and it, i i nobody likes the way it ended for wheeler at uk i i, I just just wish hindsight's it always 2020 you just exactly. You just wish you could go back when you kind of heard some of those rumblings at the end of the twenty-two season, and you just would have changed things. You would have done something a little different, and maybe let Wheeler go somewhere else. You would have brought Reeves in in the transfer portal. Probably went and got another guard as well. And how would things have been different for this past season? Who is to say? Probably would have been better though. Uh, more more talent in the backcourt is always a strength. You always want that, but I I don't know. Uh, you don't know how much this should fall on his shoulders, how much of it was just kind of bad luck, injuries, and just people not meshing well with one another. But the mature thing to do, and this is the most mature radio show in the city of Louisville in southern Indiana, the fair uh, city of I southern v- Indiana. vehemently disagree. Uh, one thing he did mention, too, is that uh, Brooks and Wheeler, they're getting to go on a foreign trip to oh. either Italy or France. He didn't remember which one. But, like, you want to talk about a good way to sweeten the pot. I, that's yeah. what I was kind of talking about with Hunter Dickinson and the Canada thing. Like, this is maybe a little different from Washington. I don't know how Washington basketball's nil setup is. But that may just have been appealing for Wheeler. Where I was like, listen, I'm not going to go to a place, blow up, and be a lottery pick. I need to go somewhere where I can play basketball, have fun, be in a spot that I'm comfortable and happy. And I think he probably just said, like, Pacific Northwest, why not? I'm going to go live there for a year. That'll be fun. They're doing a trip, so I'm going to get, like, an all-expense vacation to a cool city to play more basketball. I bet that, like, the the trips and stuff, I think, is appealing, which is why I think if I'm the NCAA, which who really cares about the NCAA these days, let them do them if they want them to do them annually. And if the schools have the power and the money to do it, then so be it. Other schools, they may not be able to do it every single year or do it big every single year. But they may save up for like, uh, you know, every three years. And then guess what? When they're going to be doing their three-year trip, that may be a nice little thing to sell to recruits. I would also be hesitant to make my college decision strictly based on like one vacation during the season. But I do think that that can be a little incentive. Incentive, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're, in Wheeler's case, he's only going to be there for a year. Mm -hmm. um, And you get a head start on getting to know your team, getting to work with one another. I don't think Kentucky took advantage of it last year. They at least got to go somewhere cool. I will say Toronto, not the most, uh, you know, I don't think it's on every travel agent's uh, first destination near the top of their list. But still, kind of nice. Yeah, if you play well there, you're going to make money. That's just the way the nil is going to work. Hour one is done. We're going to switch our focus to football. It's NFL draft night. Will Levis. Doesn't seem like – it seems like everybody's exhaled and has calmed down. He's not going to go number one. But when will he go? Nick Roush has the answer in hour two. You're not going to want to miss it. Kentucky roll call returns after this. Big extra Can't you see what you're doing, girl?
over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Want to tell everybody about Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com. You'll have the nicest sunglasses out on the course or on the lake or on the river or whatever you're doing because they've got sunglasses for literally every occasion. Wear them. You'll look good. You'll look stylish. You'll feel good. They protect you from the sun. They're polarized. And... They're affordable. They look like the big fancy sunglasses, but you're not going to pay the big fancy price tag on them, and you're going to save even more money at ShadyRays.com when you use promo code BIGX at checkout, promo code BIGX at checkout to get a discount on your order. ShadyRays.com, check them out. All right, we've talked enough about it. It's draft day. Roush, how did you think Kevin Costner did? In the 2014 flick, and did you think a $25 million budget was too much for such a crappy movie? Um, wow, a crappy movie. It was lic- officially licensed by the NFL, so it can't be that crappy. But I would rank it behind Little Giants. Uh, <laughs> definitely the number one officially licensed NFL movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the Cowboys versus the Little Giants. Teaches us all important stories about if you're the underachieving brother – to a Heisman Trophy winner, you too can coach youth football in pathetic fashion. And get your name on the water tower with him. Which what a is loser. What an absolute <laughs> loser. You can really kind of track the downfall of America's participation issue back to that movie, really. Then you can say like, well, they won the game. He earned it. He deserved it. You're a... You're a, you're a Nobody. No offense. You're nobody. Your brother won the Heisman. Like, of course, they're going to have his name on the water tower. He's a Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. You dweeb. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to beat him. It's just embarrassing. Embarrassing stuff. And, and using the kids in the process. I know. It really, really was. But Icebox, great fullback, great linebacker. Um, really uh, ahead of her time. Ahead of her time. Um, but back to the actual draft, there was one, um, a few, a few observations I made while, while coming into Kansas city. Uh, first off, it's going to be a, just an enormous production. And I just, the, the scale of which is hard to fully capture. Um, but I, I'm very much excited, very much uh, looking forward to running in the, the craziest fans. I typically the Raiders uh, own that title. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see the hometown fans uh, go out because, I mean, they are Super Bowl champs. So you, you would think this is their way to have kind of an extended celebration and really rub it in the faces of everybody who does make the trip to Kansas City. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you going to talk to Will Levis tonight? Yeah, yeah. Going to talk to Will Levis tonight. Did not get invited to his pre-draft party. Uh, was that in Kansas City? Yes, yes. I saw Liam Cohen there. Yep, Liam Cohen was there. It was a who's who. Uh, Cohen and Stoops, they're both going to be there uh, in the green room tonight, which uh, I mentioned green because we were very perplexed getting off of our exit, and we saw the fountains were a, a lime green color. Um, I mean, it was – and when I say fountains, like they, like big water fixtures shooting up green 
water like it was slime at Universal Studios. That's kind of cool. Does that is that a sign for anything? Like why why was it green? Well, we we were we was like, is this an NFL draft thing? Like, welcome to our town. Here's our green water. They had another. We saw a second one, and it was like, okay, what the hell's going on here? Um, turns out whatever they were trying to do, it worked because we looked it up, and it it was to raise uh, awareness for organ donation. So I guess you you look at the green slime, you Google it, and you say, oh, they want you to know about organ donating. Mm. I don't know why green though. That's a uh... Scooch. Was it you that told me that uh, if you get in a car wreck and one person's an organ donor and the other's not, that they're going to save the the non organ donor because they know they're getting some goods from the organ donor? Mm. Was that you or Trevor? that? No, that wasn't me. That sounds like a Trevor fact. I hope I hope the big guy had a great birthday yesterday. He, uh... I let him. So he was supposed to be here at three o'clock to take over for me for the bats. Um, and then that was going to roll right into Mike Rutherford. Well, Trevor didn't have to get here or he didn't get here till like three forty. So oh, the wow. fact that he was able to come in almost an hour later than he normally does on a weekday, I think would give him a good birthday. And he had Arby's when he walked in yesterday. So Arby's getting to come in late. All things were coming up Trev yesterday. Trevor doesn't get the best thing from Arby's. It's kind of embarrassing for a fast food aficionado <laughs> like himself. I don't know. He, he doesn't get the he doesn't get the cheese sticks. He though. gets the, get the if, you, if you don't get the cheese sticks, what are you even doing? I think I mean, he gets the DJ, French like, chips. This, you you're just a cheese stick guy. Like no, not everybody. I'm not, eats, I'm, well, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for it. Not cheese everybody gets the cheese, cheese sticks at every opportunity they can. Like if you have a chance to eat mozzarella sticks, you're eating them. He got like, some on lunch on Friday, so that's really funny. That's his just it's Hooters a, has great mozzarella sticks. But I mean, I'm learning to find out anybody that deep fries cheese, it tastes pretty good is what I've learned in my 32 years of life. Like that, that, that's my point is like the mozzarella stick that you eat at Roosters versus the Little League ballpark is basically the same thing. Oh man, Little League sometimes has some really, really good cheese sticks, like, like <laughs> real, real thick logs. You know, like you can't go wrong. I mean, there's some doing like extra breading, some not as much. Some's got like the really gooey cheese. Arby's has good ones though for for fast food cheese stick. I'll tell you who didn't have good ones: McDonald's when they tried cheese sticks for like three months. It gave you horrible gas, and they just tasted disgusting. So the only place that could ever mess up cheese sticks, McDonald's. Mm. Poor you did it. Yeah, they you did, did it. it. You'll be talking with Will Levis tonight. Where will it, where will he be? Where will you be talking about his newest home? Where will that be? I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. Um, it'd be really fun if the the Vikings would. I feel like they're the the fun team working that could be, uh, you know, make a big move to move up and go get him. But ultimately, still believe it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts, um, which I, I, I know we discussed this yesterday, but uh, that it feels locked in as a top five pick almost no matter what at this point. So um, Colts or Vikings, Vikings feel like the kind of um, mystery team that could trade up. But that's the thing right now is that there there hasn't been a ton of uncertainty or excuse me, there hasn't been a ton of okay, this guy is connected to this team, aside from Levis to Indy. Um, but there's a lot of teams who need a quarterback that could trade up. It's just, are they willing to actually do it or not? Uh, there was a report uh, yesterday 
that the Titans have their eyes on a quarterback and they'll do everything they can to go get him. Which quarterback that is? Are they going to try to trade with the Cardinals to beat their division rival uh, to go get one? Um, are they going to get Anthony Richardson? Like so, between the Titans, uh, the you know the Vikings are, are out there, uh, the Bucks who. I think Blaine Gabbert might be their starting quarterback right now, or Kyle Trask. Like, so there's the Patriots visited him. Like, are they still going to ride with Mac Jones? Like, there's there's a lot of uh, potential out there for something to happen. So I'm um, I'm fascinated to watch it unfold. But I feel like the safest bet is just to say that he's going to go to the Colts at number four. Continue wearing that blue and white, playing just a couple hours north of where he played college football. A friend I have who's a Colts fan and seemingly like Robert on the Thornton's text line and some of the other people that we've heard from, he's a Titans fan, but he's, he's not overly enthusiastic about Will Levis, but he's not totally out on it either. Just more kind of a, a little bit skeptical, I guess, but he's the, he, he says the scuttlebutts that Anthony Richardson's going to go to the Colts at number four now, which I would be so disappointed if I was, and this is not a Florida bias, but because it, Anthony Richardson is so much fun to turn on, like one of his crazy highlights. It's fun to watch him uh, vertical leap. It's fun to watch him throw, you know, do all the underwear Olympics, right? But I'm less cautious of him as a, uh, it's not the, well, you know, is he going to get beat up in the NFL? Like, oh, he was inconsistent. It's not just the inconsistency part. Dude has, what, 14 starts under his belt? And Emory Jones played over him for a year. Emory Jones is going to be Scott Satterfield's starter at Cincinnati next year. That guy mm. played over him. Like, in Dan Mullen's offense, too. Like, that guy should have – Anthony Richardson was built to succeed in Dan Mullen's offense. And instead, he sat the bench um, for most of that year, played sporadically, and then his first year as a full-time starter, it was very much a mixed bag um, where either it was, it was very boom or bust. Um, so like the ceiling is very high, um, but you got a long way to go to get there. The, the floor, at least for Will Levis, much higher. Um, and, and you don't have as high of a ceiling, but I feel like there's a, it's a much less risky play if you're the Indianapolis Colts. Well, people do forget that the ceiling is the roof. Uh, people do forget that. Not Michael Jordan, though. He'll never forget that. <laughs> no, he will not. He knows exactly where the ceiling is. Let's read some text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. See what their NFL draft analysis is. Uh, and then I want, uh, by the end of the show, Scoots, this goes for you too. I know sometimes you get nervous about not having enough time. You've got plenty of time. We need one sure bet from all three of us to end the show today regarding the NFL draft. Oh, Gross. See, I knew you were going to get worked up about it, Scoots. Oh, you've got to make a bet. No, I'm not worked up. I'm just – I could give a lock in any other sport, but the NFL draft, I don't know one iota about the NFL draft. You've been listening – you're on a sports show that's been talking about the NFL draft for weeks. Come on. You give us a lock in another sport then. Okay. And maybe NFL draft. I mean, but you better not be wrong though, right? (laughs) I swear to God, if you're wrong (laughs) – Right now, ooh, this is interesting, Roush. For the number four pick in the NFL draft, we talked about this yesterday. What was Levis plus 200, I think? Yeah. Uh, let me let me tell you, I bet it. So 
I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was plus 130. Okay, so not 200. Way off. But plus 130 yesterday. It's plus 115 today that he gets drafted fourth overall. But interestingly enough, C.J. Shroud also plus 115. Hmm. Hmm. Tell me what that hmm. means. In all seriousness, somebody tell me what that means. Why, why would they both be, like, you know, that's not really, I, I guess you could bet both of them, and it probably seems likely that one of them will go number four, but C.J. Shroud at four, that's interesting. That's something I hadn't been hearing anywhere, really. Oh, man, these are fun. Some of these are fun. Well, great analysis. Appreciate uh, appreciate the conversation. A I mean, like, C.J. Shroud's probably, I mean, Texans, just pick C.J. Stroud. Don't overthink this. I just hadn't seen him going fourth anywhere. I, that and then now his odds are plus one fifteen to go fourth. It's a little strange to me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I but I yeah, I'm not reading too much into. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Because they're, right. tr- they're just trying to make those. Uh, you know, they're just trying to make their money. A texter says, "I already got Trevor a DoorDash gift card. So if you don't want to get him something, don't get him that." See, that's the thing is, I, I think if Trevor just got nothing but DoorDash gift cards for his birthday, he'd be a very, very happy boy. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he doesn't even have to get out of his house to go through a drive-through. Okay, very, you- very easy. Um, oh, also, I have a reply to uh, say his text yesterday. Yes, Stephen Peak is a junior. So, there you go, say. Hey, texter, or, or, or trying trying to figure this out myself. So, Will Levis, it, Will Anderson's plus 150 to go to the Texans. Will Levis is plus 225 to go to the Texans. CJ Shroud plus 250 to go to the Texans. So, Vegas thinks it's more likely Will Levis goes number two overall than CJ Shroud. I think that explains the 115 number for one for CJ Shroud for number four. If you're not a fan of gambling, all these numbers are probably so annoying to you. We're going to move past it a little bit. But uh, I think what why the number for C.J. Shroud is plus 115 for pick number four is they just don't think the Texans are going to take him. So if the Texans aren't going to take him, and they think it's more likely the Texans may take Will Levis, then a natural fit is C.J. Shroud there at number four. So I at least now understand why he's plus 115. I couldn't wrap my brain around that for a little bit. And then, weirdly enough, number five pick in the draft, Jalen Carter, is going off at minus 250. So they're just basically saying it's a lock that Jalen Carter goes fifth overall, which who has that The so Seahawks. Seahawks, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of um, interesting. I would also think that the Texans, and there was a lot of Tyree Wilson smoke, but uh, I don't know. Um, we'll see the there. We'll draft. see. There's money to be had. We might not be the right people to listen to, though. A texter said, they said they wanted a wedding. Oh, this is this is something for Scoots to practice. Okay. All right, here we go. They said they wanted, if you don't know, yesterday we figured out, or Scoots told us that he is officiating a wedding this weekend. He has not started on the speech. I guess before we get into this text, Scoots, any updates on the speech? Did you... Did Penn meet paper yesterday? Uh, a little bit. Not nearly as much as it needed to, but a little bit. I got I got a nice little jump start. But you're going to be at the studio for nine hours today. A lot of downtime working the board. Yeah. A lot of downtime. Yeah, I'm hoping I can, can not maybe not complete it, but hopefully I can get a majority of it done during the show or during my time here at the station. So you still got some work to do. Yes, I do. Unfortunately. Scoots wants an absolutely knee slapper to start the shindig. 
He's done it before where he had a funny one-liner and he just had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. He wants something similar. So, of course, naturally, we asked the Thornton's text line for help. This texter says, they said they wanted the wedding to be quick so everyone can go ahead and exit. So I studied some Indiana basketball tournament tape from the past 20 years. Talk about quick exit. That's good. <laughs> That's pretty good. A little wordy, but good. That is uh, pretty I, good. Yeah, I think, I think it could be true. I think it could be polished up a little bit. Are they are they IU fans? Um, no, I'm pretty sure they're both U of L. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, there's some content. So there we're gonna too. get in and out of here as quick as and, Rick Pitino. But that that joke would work because majority of the people that are gonna be in attendance are either gonna be Kentucky or U of L. So I, I can only think of a handful Ooh, of Indiana so. fans right now. So what year did they meet? Oh boy. Um. Back in high school, I mean, this was probably 2014. Oh, okay. 2013? 14. If I had to guess. Oh, this, if they met in 2013, you could be like, you know what did happen in 2013? These two people met. You know what didn't happen in 2013? That's right, folks. And then you make you make a banner joke. <laughs> there's, there's potential just, there. Everybody loves it. It'll be great. Uh, texter says, see, stop it, Nick. And they sent in a picture of Nick saying that a player is taking his talents somewhere. And that was a conversation we had last week, which but we do need I to mean, bring this up, Rush. But it's it's alliterative. He's taking his talents to the transfer portal. I'm not going to – it's very boring to just say X player enters the transfer portal. That's more boring. Like I only have so many things to do when I'm pumping gas and need to fire off a link real quick. Roush doesn't like it. He doesn't yeah. like that you're coming after him with his take to the talents. It's such a bad take, too. Which, by the way, Tomiwa Durjao, he's entering the portal. Probably has a decent landing spot. He was going to be third at that defensive end position as a redshirt freshman this year. Uh, probably moving up to second next year. But I, I have a feeling there was a little bit of talking from some other school that says, hey, we can get you in the rotation right away, maybe even starting this year, and he jumped on it. So really like the kid. Um, wish him the best. Uh, shame he couldn't stick around and ended up being a player here. Was still a little light in the britches um, to be playing right away. Uh, he was, I remember, he's from New Jersey, right? Uh, Delaware. The up, okay, yeah, up and around those parts, though. Mm-hmm. And big, I remember when they got him, some people wondered, I think, if it was a reach or not a reach. And then I think it was kind of coming off like the Josh Allen stuff. And people were excited about that because it's kind of like a similar area or whatever. And yeah, the, supposedly the one, like a great kid, right? Just like a really, really good student. And Oh, yeah. Like when they would ask for, you know, if anybody wanted to do community service stuff, he was always the first one to volunteer. Um so, yeah, I, I heard nothing but good things about him. There, he also, by being in Delaware, uh, kind of got Brad White to pay attention to one of his rivals, and they're really high on Noah Matthews long-term. So if they can get that guy to stick around at edge, they really think that he can be a, a stud um, at outside linebacker. Well, there you have it. You got the, somebody taking a shot at Roush, but he, he spins it around to an informative segment on the current state of – of UK football. Can I give you another piece of information that you might enjoy? Yeah, I also want you to just tell us what school that, uh, what's his name, Tomawa is going to transfer to, because it seems like I, you know. No, I don't know. Um, but 
it would just make sense uh, that he kind of knows where he's going next already. Um, but we had some breaking news at Churchill Downs this morning. Wild on Ice is out of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, this horse was a surprise entry. 35-1 to long shot in the Sunland Derby, which I believe that's in New Mexico or uh, Nebraska maybe. Like, it's one of the worst prep races. It was a long shot. Um, had no real chance of winning. However, it, it does take away uh, one of the best stories of the Derby, and that's Ken Tohill, his jockey, was going to make his debut, his Kentucky Derby debut at 60 years old. Uh, he would have been the oldest jockey to ever ride in the race, um, and with 40 years he's been riding horses. Um, and he gets just a week out before an injury takes his horse out. So um, the horse was going to a surgical center. will probably be all right, but real shame for the jockey who uh, – I, I was reading a story about him the other day. Like he, he rode for 20 years and then uh, basically said, you know, he, he realized his he was drinking his life away, went to AA, and feels like he's kind of gotten his he, – he saved himself essentially. So it was a great story. He's got 4,100 career wins. Um I think it was $71 million in career earnings for his rides. Um, so, you know, he's been one of those kind of middle tier uh, riding at places that aren't as popular. Uh, and he was going to get to race in the biggest race in the world. Um, and just to come up short, man, horse racing, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a sport, not for the faint of heart. Uh, that is sad. Uh, that that is that would have been a cool storyline on Derby Day, and they probably would have done features on him and stuff like that. And just would have been cool seeing an old man on the riders up doing that. Mm-hmm. So that is that is a bummer. Uh, a, a new horse will replace the other horse, correct? Yes, Skinner. Skinner was uh, no relation to the guy from 101 Dalmatians. Um, third place finisher in the San Felipe Stakes and in the Santa Anita Derby. Those are the. The two big California preps, so he hit the board on each. I don't know if he's going to be any good, but I did appreciate <laughs> I appreciated just checking the replies. Like, he'll be good if he finally gets a decent jockey on him. So I love that, like, people are confident in Skinner as long as he gets a different jockey. <laughs> I don't know who wrote him previously. but uh, Get the old guy. Oh, there we go. Kinto Hill. Works out well for me. Uh, a texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, Scoots, you should just tell him they work well together and he should pick. Okay. Not, I mean, we're obviously not reading that, texter. Shame on you. That's gross. Jeez, OP. A texter says, you guys could, should come over oh, and watch some movies in my theater room. KRC party for the listeners. That's from Keith. So that person that mentioned that, that's from a viral video that somebody actually said at their wedding. Like a man said during his wedding vows. What? Yeah, it's wildly inappropriate. I got uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Oh well, you know, bad radio because they can't see what the text is, and they probably don't know what video we're talking about. So but there's a video of a he's uh, she's an attractive woman. She's got like uh, you know, kind of crazy pink hair, and she says her vows, and they're all sweet. And then it goes to this guy who's kind of fat has spiky hair and is just so wildly inappropriate and you're like how and she's just like giggling through it and it's like really you're oh very very inappropriate but like she she's all for it i guess i guess that's their thing i'm sure the relationship is built on a sturdy foundation not built on lust uh anyways keith once invited us to his theater room 
It looks sweet, Keith. Cool setup you got there, buddy. Thanks for sending it in. We appreciate seeing it. Hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here with the latest oh. episode of Howard's Hypothetical Hysteria. If you guys could go back in time and have either Lynn Bowden start at quarterback for the entire 2019 season or have a fully healthy Jared Vanderbilt for the entire 2017 season, which one would you oh, pick? This is so easy, Brad. Lynn Bowden would have been at the Heisman ceremony. It's Lynn Bowden. He only yeah, needed man. like three more games and he would have been there. Because his Vanderbilt numbers were like 2000 crazy. And, uh, 17, 18. 18. So it wouldn't have been, he wasn't on that Fox and Monk team. Yeah, it was the year after. I didn't think that team was that good. So it's they would have been a lot better with Jared Vanderbilt. Could have could have probably beat Kansas State. He's been good for the Lake Show. He has a winning Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't get unmuted quickly enough, but um, in addition to our invite from Keith, Bullitis Beast invited us to a party at his place. Um, I regret to inform you, Bullitis Beast. I'm just going to do it on the air. I got a, I got plans already for that day, buddy. I'm sorry, but it sounds like it's going to be a real hoot nanny. Scoots, you going to make it out to Bullet East party with the Beast? When is that? Just later on in May. Maybe. I'll give you the exact date later, but you know, don't well, want everybody to find out. I, I can't, I can't confirm if I don't know the date. So yeah, that might be helpful. <laughs> he still wants to take us out to a nice, nice dinner, but Roush really just kind of <laughs> big leaguing him. He's big leaguing him. Uh, Brad, you, um, I, you, I think I would go Lynn Bowden too, but I do think it's more, it's a closer answer than Roush uh, gave it time for. Hmm. I disagree. Not even close. <laughs> Give me a year of Lynn Bowden. He would have had like 3,000 yards. Now I, to, now I just want to disagree with you. Oh, yeah. Man, just bad take, TJ. Lynn Bowden. should have gone to the Final Four even without like a healthy Jared Vanderbilt. You'd put him in the equation, probably win it at all. National championship. Joe Burrow would not have won the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, like every athletic program's got stuff similar to this, but it, it does seem like we just have so many what ifs in the. I mean, even really in both sports to 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 some degree, but more so I think in basketball. But it is true if you if they just make the decision as soon as Terry Wilson gets hurt that like Lynn Bowden's going to be your guy, maybe some teams end up getting more scouting stuff on it, and it, it maybe could hurt you a little bit later on in the season, but. You're winning a couple a couple games that you lost if you have Lynn Bowden playing quarterback, and but then I think the ultimate question is if Jared Vanderbilt you have him for the entire season, a Final Four national championship is more likely. Lynn Bowden and UK winning like nine games instead of seven is that is it a huge deal for the program? Maybe maybe not maybe so. I still think I'd go Lynn Bowden in this hypothetical, Brad. But it's a good one. I always appreciate you sending it in. But you're beating South Carolina. With with Lynn Bowden playing quarterback, definitively oh, yeah, at least that season. And then what was the no, other game? Mississippi it's, State or butts about it? Uh, I think no. I yeah, because it was on the road at Mississippi State. Yeah, Ruffle missed those kicks. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that game was pretty ugly too. Um, that was that was when you realized, oh, Sawyer Smith can't do anything. Like he's just done. Yeah, it was 28-13, Mississippi State win, September 21st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're winning that one, too. Okay, let's take our last break. We're going to come back. We're going to finish up the Thornton's text line. We're going to give you those bets. Scoots has an absolute lock for you. I can't wait for that. Uh, and Roush is uh, still in Kansas City, so maybe more draft analysis as well. This is one Ooh. final segment coming up on KRC. Ain't got long. He said, 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Can I interest you in a miracle cure? I have only the finest healing tonics and elixirs procured from the farthest corners of the globe. God, look at the ingredients. Cocaine, alcohol, morphine, mercury with chalk. What the hell is mercury with chalk? Science! Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 1550 AM. Replay of the show most days, 9 to 11 after the show. And you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. If you're searching for the Big X Sports Radio golf card, go to BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Some of the nicest courses in the area, including new to the card this year, Park Mammoth, which is voted one of the best courses in the entire state you can play it all the courses for under 25 dollars around scoots did the math for you yesterday on the whole deal it is great value but supply is limited so you're going to want to get it today 812-725-1457 or go to bigexportsradio.com all right where do we how do we want to wrap up this final segment we got plenty of text to get to so we know we've got that we we do have that um i found if we just What's the, scene at the, what's the scene at the hotel? It's buzzing. It's buzzing. They're very nice up? here. Yeah, yeah. I, that that is one thing that I've uh, my 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 initial. Everybody in Kansas City has been just. Uh, I mean, almost too nice. Like it's 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 great. It's great. Um, really enjoying the hospitality here in KC. Is Adam Luckett up yet? He is not. Not that I'm aware of, and I don't wow. think Stephen Peake is either. So. Um, which tomorrow, just as a heads up, I, so I do know some people who know some people that if there is a Will Levis draft party after the party, I might be able to figure out where that is. And I mean, we're going to, we're going to try to crash the party. So, um, who knows what you're going to get from me tomorrow. It's going to be a must listen to KRC tomorrow. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a long night. And here's the here's the big thing is really I know we're all talking about the draft, but the draft is really just a pregame for the Fallout Boy concert afterwards. Wow. Are you Scoots, go? what's your favorite Fallout Boy song? I know they're they've got to be your favorite band, top two or three at least. Uh they are not my favorite band, but I do like Fallout Boy a lot. Um Sugar We're Going Sugar We're Going Down yeah. Swinging's probably gotta be the best. Oh, so they're just a one-hit wonder? Haven't done anything no. since? No, they've got, um, yeah, I don't know if I can name anymore. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that good day. I cannot, st- that song, uh, the college, ESPN ruined it for me. For centuries. I'd probably go that song. Not that you asked. Nope, did not ask. There's, there's, my, there's my answer. We're not, we're not staying for Friday either when they're having Motley Crue, which, oh. real shame. That is a shame. Which is Motley Crue, like, haven't they had a bunch of other people OD? Uh, Not the right person to ask. Not sure. (laughs) Not up to date with with what's up with Motley Crue. 
A texture on the Thornton's text line says, I literally cannot say it enough. Hitting the driving range and listening to Kentucky Roll Call with the AirPods is seriously the straight-up gas. Ungodly peaceful. Well, thank you, Plumley bro. We appreciate you having us on, listening to us on podcasts. And, yeah, that does sound pretty nice. Just, I mean, just hitting golf balls is always nice. But if you've got your favorite radio show in your ear as well, probably makes you hit better, better shots. I can just imagine some of the things that are said during your backswing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. UofL uses yet another recruiting battle. If I'm Kenny, I would probably just quit at this rate. Who who would be that? That air, the, the guy I committed to Arizona, Carter Bryant, who is a good oh, player. Yeah, I thought he they were going to get him. Over UofL. I don't know why they thought he was going to get him. He's, I think he's like a legacy to Arizona. I think his mom was like a basketball star there. He, he's out from, I think, the West Coast. I don't know exactly where. But Carter Bryant was not going to go to UofL. Hey, breaking that to the UofL folks. Mm. Real tough. Real tough. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, oh, it's from Kirby. Hey, Kirby. I go to Minneapolis for work bi-monthly here now and already have a direct with Delta for cheap, so it's low-key fake news. Oh, wow. Didn't know that, Kirby. That is fake news. I've been coming here since September, and the cold months are heinous. I I think you could probably use a lot of words there. Yeah. I go to KC, too. It's a decent city. Got a new airport that was badly needed last month in preparation for the draft. They had the worst airport in the country besides Mobile before. Hashtag the more you know. I've heard that, Kirby, um, that it was very bad, but I did see some journalists complaining uh, about their airport experience at the new one. Um, the one tweet I saw was, there's a high school kid directing traffic, and he's spending time on his phone. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Kirby also says, watch the new Batman on our trip to Italy last year. Actually pretty good, but the Roush's point, only time I'd watch it would be on a long plane ride trying to find something to do. Three hours is steep these days. It's a big ask. Yeah, yeah. Very Not much Not like so. a two-hour radio show, though. That's easy. Everybody Yeah, easy peasy. Just pop it but in. three-hour and... stupid Batman movie? Yeah, different story. I am Batman. See, there you go. There's your synopsis of the movie. Is there any? Oh, Kirby, another one says. Is there anybody worse than with? Is there anybody worse with any type of success than Louisville media? Good for them on getting low three stars and depth pieces, but acting like you won a championship after any type of win is wild to me. Almost forgot how over the top their media is. Always when you start to feel bad for their fans, you remember why you dislike them so much. And it, it does seem like a bygone time of like when mm-hmm. UofL media was at their chestiest. But yeah, Kirby is miserable. I mean, they're just uh, they're a lot of just like delusional folks. And I think the only thing that keeps them quiet is the state of their program. And that's been on the one hand, I do feel like it's taken a little fire out of the rivalry. On the other hand though, once those once you're right, once they get halfway decent in anything, it's just insufferable. And the day they beat UK in football or basketball again, which hopefully won't be for a long time, it's we're going to be in for, we're going to be in for a little bit of like a rude 24 hours. I think we'll default back to, you know, look at the recent series and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's going to be pretty bad, Kirby. Uh, you got a bunch of dinguses there. The, uh, the thing is, is like, I don't. Not exclusively dinguses though. There are some good ones. My, my part is, uh, is like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I wasn't online for when this happened, so I don't know how obnoxious they were, but 
like I, I don't know when a kid commits i typically just do the tweet like so and so committed big get for kentucky like it's not anything over the top it's just what you do when a commitment happens and i don't think they're getting that where were there a bunch of people doing the r state now when sean boykins committed because I, I i didn't really see that they were they, they, i mean i don't know how far how over the top they were being but yeah they were pretty excited about it yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like it though. Like you said, I, I I want them to believe. I want them to have some hope because it's been just all despair, all gloom, no optimism well, whatsoever over the last few years. At least, I think at your least uncle's going to win there. I think their uncle's going to win there, and they're going to be they're going to be chesty and all pumped up about it. But how annoying will just strictly come down to what UK does. But they're yeah. going to be he's going to win in the ACC because partially because the ACC stinks and partially because he's a good coach. Yep. And he'll he, he will win football games because he is See, a good coach. Just hopefully I, I will say these happen. this early recruiting bump has like it's not anything that's super significant, right? Like. You get like one or two big fish, but it's mostly middle three stars. So if you're a Kentucky fan, you're like, well, you know, you, you spin it as this isn't the most significant recruiting bump. And if you're a Louisville fan, you say, well, he's always won with players about this caliber. He can he can keep doing it and keep developing guys. So, um, but yeah, uh, so so far there hasn't been any sort of mind blowing commitments. He's gotten some good dudes from the portal. I'll give him that. But uh, from the high school ranks, it hasn't been exactly eye opening. Another texter, 502-414-1450, says, Scoots, I'm listening to the podcast, so sorry for the delayed advice on officiating. I've officiated weddings before and found this questionnaire that you give to couples. Then you take their answers, and and it matches up to 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient passage. It's a quick little segment, but a tearjerker and a crowd pleaser. I can send you more info if you're interested. Best of luck, big guy. Wow, thanks for that. So I know both of the people pretty well. So I don't know that I need to give them a questionnaire, but I definitely have First Corinthians in in my in my spiel. So well, that's I, a I must. don't think you really. I, I, I'm not sure if you paid attention to the guy to the text. I did pay attention. Their answers will tie in to First Corinthians, but I'm going to read First Corinthians either way. So <laughs> Scoots is not in the business of jerking tears, TJ. <laughs> right. The, the questionnaire is a bit. You, you don't you don't do it to actually get to know them. Well, either way, I'm reading First Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trey texts in and says, "You'll say some prayers for my sister. She welcomes third baby in the world. She had a little boy at 39 weeks old that passed away, uh, but now she's had a one year old and another one coming tomorrow. Thanks, guys. We'll send some good vibes and prayers your sister's way, Trey." Uh, best of luck uh, in what's hopefully a very exciting time for you and your family. Uh, TJ, UofL ain't going to get in Baco. The buzz is North Carolina or pro. Texter, mm. I hate to break it to you. UofL will be getting in Baco. Oh, wow. TJ says, no, no, no. I hope, so to be, I, hope, I hope to be wrong, but like all of the little secret insiders, not even just UofL, just national, they're all they're all saying in Baco to, to UofL. I, I hope that they get their hopes up again. It'd be great, but hes I think he's going to go there. They still need guards. It doesn't matter. I mean, they're just wasting a, a great talent if they don't get any additional help in the backcourt. If you've got Sky Clark running the show, I will guarantee you you will not have a, a season to to UofL standards. Wait, UofL is going to go through a season without enough talented guards? Huh? Never seen that before. 
John here. Good morning, everyone. First off, safe travels to Roush. Now, NBA thoughts. Jumping crickets of the night. Mr. Butler is a madman on the court. He is straight certified baller and best believe the Warriors have come out to play. On a side note, do you guys prefer a car or a truck as your personal vehicle? I prefer a truck, but those darn things are so expensive, especially the new ones. However, I do like the new Ford Maverick truck, and it's priced nicely. I might just have to go get one. Well, got to go talk to you later. Saw one of those on the road yesterday. They were on the smaller side, but um, yeah, not a truck guy. Not a truck guy. I think I will get a truck at some point in my life. I just, I, I get so sick of like not being able to fit stuff in my car. I hate sometimes you, feeling like I like need to borrow a truck from somebody. Do your seats go down in your in yours? They go all the way back, baby. Yeah, they um, go down. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I feel like that's almost as much space as a pickup, right? Or is it just you need bigger things without any sort of... Uh, that was a nice thing about when I had that crappy convertible is like I, I remember moving pretty much everything back from Lexington home from college in one trip just because like it was like there's no ceiling baby I'm just gonna stack I'm gonna <laughs> stack and I'm gonna stack I look so funny going down 64 with like a whole bed hanging out of the back like Beverly of Hillbillies little, yeah like a crappy little Solera convertible but uh, yeah, no, the ceiling height's an issue for, for several different things. Here's an idea, TJ. Find like two, three, maybe four of your friends that also rarely need a truck just to move some things, and you all go in on a truck together, split the monthly payments, and then that way when somebody needs to use a truck, you've all got one. That sounds like the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Scoots. Wow, I thought it was great. A community I mean, friends truck. I mean, maybe if you're just like stupid loaded, but if you're stupid loaded, you'd get your own truck. You just get your own, yeah. But I, well, I, you I, don't have to. That's why I'm saying if you split the payments four or five different ways, you're each chipping in like 20, 30 bucks a month. Yeah, but if you were to do this, you would just buy a beater with cash. You wouldn't do anything with payments. You would get like a $2,500 truck that's 30 years old. I'm just thinking I don't think about that exists. Even if it's five, it's six grand, let's say, you could you get a. 1998 truck for six grand probably and that would if it gets around town like two grand a piece that's how it work out scoots. i'm just but thinking it's still just a bad idea i'm just thinking it's a great opportunity to build your credit score i mean you don't want to build your credit score the biden administration is saying bad credits in right now <laughs> you get lower you get lower mortgages if you have bad credit and that's actually a real thing that's happening in our country it's the Yeesh. dumbest thing in the world absolutely uh, wild to punish people for having good credit but this is this administration i saw a, a tiktok where it was like this is the lowest credit score i've ever seen and he had it on his phone while the guy was had one of those apps and he had a credit score of four <laughs> <laughs> i think i saw that too it's like how do you get that low oh man oh, texter says oh it's our buddy joe from nicholasville i don't know hey, joe. We've heard from joe before maybe we have summer question if the pga said that TJ, Nick, Justin, and intern Jacob could do a scramble team playing as one person on the PGA circuit out of the top 10 events. What is your best finish? It's a great question. And it's just one of those hypotheticals that I'm probably just going to ruin because if this actually were a reality, like I'm all I'm doing 24 seven is playing golf. Like I'm getting good at golf. I still think we don't make a cut. What? There is no show. We would definitely make a cut. Dude, I yeah. love you so much, but like you just have no earthly idea how tough these golf courses. Yeah, are. And, I mean, and, and, the, and you're the, playing back further. You're see, playing back seventy yards further on tees than you're used to. Because here's the here's the thing, TJ. I think in this ideal scenario, even if we did play all the time, I would have to be very consistent off the tee 
and we would still be playing like 75 yards off of whoever's in our group. Like it would be like leaning on me and Jacob to get us off the tee, and that would be so hard. And then we'd have to sink putts to score because in these bad event scoots, even like the lower tier ones, they're scoring out of their minds. So yeah, I, I, maybe one cut. I think we could maybe make one cut. Get get hot. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 with you, TJ. Like it, we're not made, it, we're not. I love your. Optimism. We, we'd also need Jacob. Product, like if Jacob was. Uh, like we've really only seen him as injured Jacob. Like if he got kind of picked up some steam too, he's he's pretty solid. Um, he could be consistent enough. Guys, but, I mean, yeah. we we just went eleven under in a scramble. Granted, it's not a course of PGA prowess, I guess. But I mean, we did we would put up eight nine under as a scramble team. But, but, yeah, but we didn't play from the tips, like. You know, I don't know. I was. I feel like an idiot because I was going to say we'd get in the top twenty, but oh, Scoots, have you ever been? Have you, you ever seen a like professional a golfer you play golf? Such, you get such a romantic view of golf. I love it so much. I, I, I just, I don't even want to like. I don't want to. I don't want you. To, don't change. Yeah, right. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I can go play a par three and shoot even. Give me on Augusta's par three course. I'll be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll par every hole. <laughs> <laughs> like you live in a fantasy world, and I don't want to be the one to take it away from you, so I'm just going to move past it. Five zero four one four fourteen fifty. Have you actually been to a PGA Tour event though? Yes, yeah, several. I went to TPC Sawgrass like four or five years in a row. Okay, okay, because right, the way the ball leaves their clubs. I just I don't know. I not only myself, but I have faith in all y'all. Bad shot. Which one of us three groobers are going to hit a good one? <laughs> And, like, we are capable of hitting, like, really bad shots. So, like, you know, we're out of bounds off the tee. Now we're dropping. And then at that point, like, we're not great putters either. Like, we can make putts. But, yeah, anyways. Um, good question, though. But good good discussion there from Joe from Nicholasville. Who won the debate, Nick? TJ's radio tease or Scoot's surprise intro off the day? Which one would have been better in Roush's opinion? Yeah, you got to break the tie. Uh, surprise intro. Uh, no, hit Roush. He's talking about for the trivia when Scoots was going to do his radio voice. Oh, I'm glad that uh, we know. Oh, <laughs> thought I had it. Poor Scoots. Jeez. He just wants to win. A texter <laughs> says, you think Mbaco will go to U of L? Yes, I do. Uh, Robert, CJ Shroud of the Titans at three. Go ahead and lock that in, fellas. You're welcome in advance, mm. says Robert. Well, people want that. Um, here's my betting lock. Oh, yeah, here comes block time, everybody. This doesn't have a great juice. It's minus 300, but over Stop. one and a half running backs oh my gosh, drafted okay. in the first round is happening. So if that, you want that, I would also just bet on Richardson to slide because everything that insiders are saying, they aren't hearing him locked into certain te- or linked to certain teams. So bet Richardson over. I think it's actually plus money right now, like over seven and a half. Scoots, did Rouse just give us a minus 300 lock? Yeah, and I was really scared that he was going to take my pick because mine is also minus 300. Jalen Carter, top five. Goodness gracious. I mean, I, that these are get, like it's going to happen, and it's not great juice, but I'll give you another one with decent juice that I, I would play as well. All right. TJ, you got a lot? I thought you said you had another one that you would play. Well, it was, it was Richardson over seven and a half. I would That's just, minus 160. I, I like that a lot. It was minus. Okay, I thought it was it's, plus. It's yeah, minus one hundred and sixty. Richardson over seven and a half. Yeah, I would ride with that one because I don't think anybody's trading up. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I would ride with that one. Okay. All right. I, I I like where you're going there. Hinden Hooker at 
under 31 and a half is a little intriguing too. Um, just because you're like, do I, you're, you're basically betting if he's going to be a first rounder or not. And I just think teams are so desperate for quarterbacks. They'll still take a 25 year old off an ACL injury. <laughs> so you can get total ACC players drafted in the first round over three and a half. That, that will almost certainly happen. I believe we're running out of time. Final predictions on Will Levis. I think he's at the Colts. I made that bet yesterday. That's my, my guess. Robert, I like your. I hope you're right about C.J. Shroud, but I think he ends up in Indianapolis tonight. Roush, when you're going to be there in person for it? Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. We'll have plenty of content on the YouTube channel with some of the craziest fans in the NFL universe. I'm very, very excited. Might even run through some drills beforehand today. So a lot of fun in KC. Follow along with us on the KSR YouTube channel at your Roush KSR everywhere you get your stuff. Hey Roush, when Levis gets drafted, can you hit us with a roll call? I don't think you'll be able to hear it, Scoots. But well, I definitely won't if you don't do it. So yeah, how about you just give mm-hmm. it a try? Yeah, you need to do it. <laughs> we'll hear you. Everybody, have a great Thursday. We appreciate you listening. We will be back tomorrow at seven a.m. Roush gonna be partying all night. Gonna be a lot of fun. Check them out. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin.